welcome to Blades Pod. It is Wednesday the 3rd of January. Happy New Year to everybody out there. My name is Ben and Happy New Year to you, mate. It is Andrew joining me as always. How's it going? I'm all right, mate. How are you? Have a good Happy New Year to yourself. Thank you. Yes, I'm good. Thank you. Yeah, I've, I'm, I'm back in uh, back in work mode, which is, you know, kids are back at nursery today. So, mm. uh, yeah, it feels like a I actually have some time to myself, I guess. Just, it's quite a, quite a relief after the last ten days. Um, yes, all, all good. Thanks. Everything all right with you? Yeah, not uh, nothing to report really. I, I was just saying to you before we started, I had a very quiet New Year's Eve, just watching Limmy with my dog shaking at fireworks. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, that were it. <laughs> nice. Well, what we're we doing today? But I mean, I, w- I was going to say, well, we we haven't we we don't have a game to talk about, which shows you. Uh, exactly how locked in I was to the Man City game yeah. over the weekend. Um, so we're not really going to talk about that because I didn't see a single second of it because I was away for New Year's. And to be honest, it's a very, just a totally meaningless game anyway, isn't it? Like, what, what are you supposed to draw out of losing 2-0 to Man City apart from, well, at least it wasn't 6, 7, 8, 9 or whatever? Like, that's it. Did yeah, you, did you see, see any of this, did you? No, I didn't see myself because I had family around, so I couldn't really... I, I, I'd listened to about 10 minutes of uh, Chad and Noah on Sheffield United, which were really entertaining. But that's all I could fit in, to be honest, in terms of like following the game. All I did have Sky Sports on in the background and, you know, Merson, for whatever, you know, if you take him seriously or not, he was just basically saying it's attack versus defence, you know, yeah. there's nothing Sheffield United can do, which we all thought. And like I say, you know, if you're for analysis of that, turn off now. But I, I just don't see the point of... I mean, you know, it, it, I think I've missed two games this season, like not seeing them, and that were Arsenal away and Man City away. And I'd probably, cho- just by circumstance, and I'd have probably chosen those two to miss, to be honest. Yeah, it does. Um, it just for anyone who is thinking of turning off, we're actually going to talk about other stuff starting shortly, yeah. um, including all the out of contract players we're going to go through uh, and say whether we would give them a new contract or whether we would say cheerio to them. But um, yeah, this, I just. I guess those two games, Man City and Arsenal, are just two. And this is the problem, I think, with the the modern Premier League, particularly for mm-hmm. a team like us that are just doing it on a shoestring. Um, <clears throat> there's just no point. There's just no mm. point at those games whatsoever away. Um, well, so, yeah. some people say, well, Luton give them a game. Um, but they were at home and we give them yeah. a game at home. You know, it's different at home. It is different. I think if that game were at home, we'd still expect it to lose. But there is that one in 50 chance or whatever it is that you can... You know, you can get a win or a result or whatever, but away from home against Manchester City, realistically. I mean, I'm looking at the league, and I haven't looked at the league for ages for various reasons, obviously. Well, for, for reasons was being awful. Um, they're, they're like, I think they're only like three points off top of the league again now, Manchester City. You know, it's just, you know... They're just, uh, they're just winding up for their annual yeah. win the last 15 games of the season and end up being champions again. That's it. That is it, yeah. Completely. Um, yeah, I, uh, so driving back on New Year's Day, um, stopped at services at Leicester, and there were a load of uh, a load of Ipswich fans on their way to Stoke. It turns out, and obviously mm. Ipswich are having a good season, so it's going to skew this way. But I was looking at them like, God, you're all so lucky. Like, you know, you're off to an away game, and you're you're actually like, imagine going to an away game thinking we could win today, which is yeah, 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 the position they were in. And, I'm uh, hoping the, the three relegated clubs go up, actually. The three parachute p- t- yeah, payment teams. I know people don't like Leeds, but it'd be great for us next season if those three go up, Leeds, Southampton and Leicester. Because yeah, I think it'll be probably the most even division. Luton are, are, are a good, will be a really good side at that level, but they're not, you know, you can still, you, it's not out of the realms of possibility, is it going to kind of road and win in? You yeah. know what I mean? Like every single game, they're going to probably be the best, best side, them and Burnley, you'd have thought. You know, it's not... 
out of the question that we go there and win, you know, next season. Whereas there's so many games this season that you think, oh, here we go, let's, let's just take a 2 0 loss. And it's just like, where's the fun in that, realistically? Yeah, you know, exactly. but I am looking forward to it next year because I didn't watch the, the Wednesday game against Hull, but I was really surprised to see that if Hull had won that game, they'd have gone fifth. And I thought, oh, I've wow. seen Hull a couple of times this season. It's a bad league, the Championship, in terms of quality, uh, I think, at the moment. The gap between the Premier League and the Championship is bigger than it's ever been, I think. And it just goes to show next season, as we'll come on to the contracts, if you get a... I don't think it's going to take that much to be competitive and be a top-six team. Mm. Yeah, hope you're right. Well, I think we're, we're seeing firsthand the difference, with the gap between the Premier League and uh, the Championship. Because mm. we were... Uh, us and Burnley, the cream of the crop last season. And, uh, yeah, we're dreadful, and they're, they're barely any better, to be honest. No. I mean, they won... No. I think they won one game more than us or something. Like that. I haven't looked at. It. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. They've been, I think. Yeah, they've won three games: uh, Luton, us, and Fulham. Yeah, congrats. Um, <laughs> an away game that we do have a chance in, even with all the snarky, like, oh, we might cause a cup upset. That <laughs> one, is uh, is Gillingham on Saturday? And were were this nearer, and I not have family commitments, I would really like to go to this because I. Um, just before we get onto the contract stuff, I just I just want to reiterate, like I really, really hope we go all in on the cup this year. We have like, to, we have to. There's no nothing else to play for. Well, maybe the manager thinks there is, <laughs> as we'll get onto with the uh, rumours and stuff. But yeah, go for it. Why not? We've got nothing else to hope for. I'd love a cup run. Like, yeah. like give us something to smile about, please. Like, it, I, I'm going to be really disappointed. Obviously, there's no guarantee that our strongest team beats Gillingham away. But no. um, I'm going to be really disappointed if it's not basically the strongest available team trying yeah. as hard as possible to try and win the game. Gillingham, are, this this is a very kind draw. Gillingham are a mid-table League Two side. They're the yeah. lowest scorers in that division. Um, yeah, their defense is pretty good, like pretty good. It's, it's you know I think top ten or something in League Two. It's a team we should pretty easily deal with, even if we do make some changes. So. Go and get that win, Blades, and then I don't want to see us draw like Man City away in the next yeah, round. Or something. Yeah, yeah, Can we have? I don't I know. One of the easiest run that we can possibly get. I've I, I just done a pinch article actually. I just need to go through it before I send it to him. And um, I think I ended it with who fancies another trip to Wembley? <laughs> That's my, uh, my my sort of aim for the season. Now. Yeah, great. <laughs> I'd, I'd be more than happy with that. Like get through, get the, get a win against Chillingham, and that. I don't know if like I think Derby is still in it, aren't they? Um... Oh, yeah, there's a, yeah, there's a couple of non-league sides as well. Fleetwood, I know they're not non-league. Oh, Fleet... I'm thinking someone nearer than Gillingham that we get a sizable, oh, sorry, sizable sorry. away allocation yeah. for. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Huddersfield, um, obviously the championship teams are still in it, so maybe if Huddersfield can get... Th- oh, no, wait, Huddersfield might actually have Man City. Chesterfield <laughs> still in it. Tan, yeah, that'd be hard to get yeah. a ticket for, though, wouldn't it, I imagine? Yeah, oh, yeah, very true, yeah. Uh, anyway... Sorry. I'm, yeah, carry I'm on. looking forward to. I am looking forward to the FA Cup third round. As I said, I think last time I resolved to never turn my nose up at a cup run again yeah. after last season when we we threaded the needle between strong league form towards the back end of the season and an mm. FA Cup semi final. So I'm up for the cup. I hope Wilder's all in on it as well. Um, yeah, it's uh, yeah that should be a chance to restore a bit of pride in this season. I think probably mm. more. More likely than the league, obviously. A um, couple of transfer things which we, we'll just touch on because there's nothing, um, nothing's actually in concrete yet, um, and it, maybe it will be by the next time we uh, we record. Will be after as soon as we finish normally. So. Well, there is that. Yeah, <laughs> um, it sounds like Benny Triore. We're uh, 
we're cutting our losses on on him quite quickly. Uh, he is off to Nantes, I believe it is, the French team, um, on loan for the rest of the season with mm. an option to buy for around what we've paid for him, which is yeah. uh, good. I, I just I don't understand this signing at all. I didn't understand it at the time um, like because it, it was a bit of an unknown. But I, I don't get the idea that we... Like, if this is a development player... What are we doing? Why are we spending four million on someone who isn't good it's, now? It's, We're not in a position that, to do that. We were never in a position to do yeah. that. That's the main crux of the argument for me. He's older than Nasula and Jebison. We've already got two good strikers there. I mean, it's, it's it's laughable to me that so many people. I mean, they're probably not the same people, to be fair. But you've got people saying, "Why are we getting rid of Traore?" Blah blah blah. You know, he's a development player. He might might come good. But they're also happy to just let Jebison leave on a free. He was shown far more in the English game. Yeah. But Terori might go on to to have a really really good career, but we're not rich enough to have a six choice striker where we can get four million or whatever it is for now, you know, or the end of the season or whatever. He might end up being good, but as I said, he's older than Asula. He's only I think a year young, year younger, maybe a couple of years younger than Brewster. He's six choice striker realistically, and he, I, I really badly worded my tweet yesterday where I said something like he's been a failure of a signing. I didn't mean that against him. I meant he's been a failure on us to, mm. to use that money um, in that way. He might go on to be a world beater, but we didn't have much money in the summer and we spent it on a development player, £4 million. We, we're not in a position to do that. And I know you've got to take gambles because you haven't got any money and stuff, but that, yeah, I, it's just a, a really odd signing, I think, that. Yeah, they have to be gambles around like an established core, don't they? Like, we, we had to be in a position where we could where we could take a chance on him. Like, not just financially, but like because the rest of the squad could... Because the rest of the squad could carry him being what he has been, which is someone who's just way, way out of his depth yeah. in the Premier League. If you're a mid, if you're a Crystal Palace, for instance, who are realistically not going to go down, I can sort completely understand these sort of signings. But you think, oh, we'll take a gamble on him because he looks all he's got something about him, but he's not, you know, maybe sending him out on loan. Realistically, is he any better than Asula and Jebison from what we've seen? I don't know because I've not seen him enough, but quite evidently Wilder thinks Asula is a better player, which is why he's the one going out on loan and Asula's not. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do I want to say about this? Yeah, it's, it's like the opportunity cost, isn't it? You know, mm. you spend that four million on him. Well, maybe that would have been better. I mean, whether it is four million or not is is kind of immaterial. Like, you know, yeah. if, if it's two million, the point still stands. We've spent that on him instead of you know using up some of the loan slots that we could have done to actually build a, a team that could compete this season or try and build a team that could compete this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, baffling signing in hindsight. If somebody actually does give us our money back for him, then uh, then good, because we don't have this much one, of it. I think this one was the most baffling because Slomani only cost a million, I think. I can accept that. You know, you take a punt on him. He's obviously got something about him. He's not been fantastic or anything, but... It's a million pound. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's not a huge amount. LaRouche, it's a loan signing, whatever. You can get rid of him if it don't work out. If this was four million, I just I can't get my head around why we spent such, you know, such, we, we had no money at all. And we bought, and the biggest, he would have been the biggest signing if we were not a sold and dying burger. <laughs> Which, Jesus. yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> it looks like uh, he won't be an option for us for the rest of the season. Um, rumours were bringing in well very strong rumours were bringing in Ben Brereton Diaz uh, and Casper um, Schmeichel as a goalkeeper like mm. 
I don't know. <laughs> I just have no idea what's going on here at all. This is, I mean, I, well, I guess I guess I sort of do understand what's going on here, and that is Wilder's trying to make us make us better for the next eighteen games or however many's left. Mm. Um, it doesn't seem like a, a, a prudent long term strategy at all. We are, uh, according to Opta's model, we are ninety eight percent likely for relegation at this point. Um, I don't really see the point in making us more competitive. Like it, it makes sense from a fan point of view, like yeah, week yeah. to week. But if you're actually trying to, you know, run a club properly, which I'm not convinced United are, um, I, they don't seem serious about this at the moment. Um, yeah, you do this instead. I'll play devil's advocate and just say, as you said, we. Wilder can't come out and say, that's it, we're done, let's think about next season. Because he's only been here... You know, I don't think he'd have got the job if he'd have said that to the Prince. Obviously, we're not going to stay up. But So he's trying to make us more competitive. And I think he's buying English... Well, loaning in English experience. Because you look at the summer signings from abroad, and they've all really struggled because it's so hard to get up to the pace um, unless you're really, really good. And as, as with Ponce, even you know, other than Sousa, who's the only one who's got a little bit of pedigree. And it... Other than the last few games, you know, I, I had a debate yesterday with uh, Billy on Twitter about this. He, he's still got so much more to prove. He's been woeful all season. He's had like three or four games where you think maybe there is something in there. But what I mean is these, you know, you, you're taking punts on players from abroad and you, you, you never know how they're going to step up. With Berrett and Diaz and Schmeichel, they know the English game and I think that's the thinking behind it. We're, we're trying to get people on loan who have played, at, maybe not at this level in Diaz's case, but played in... in in England and know what it's about. Um, I would have saved the money, but then again, you know, people would have been criticising if we did not sign anybody. I said, well, we're just accepting relegation and stuff like that. I don't understand it because, you know, the, I, I imagine what, whatever happens with the budget, whatever we spend now, they'll come out of the budget next season. Mm-hmm. Unless there is something in there. I know he's saying with Berrett and Diaz that there's no um, option to buy at the end. Schmeichel is out of contract as far as I know. So that, I mean, he's 37. But, you know, if he does do well, that might be a bet- That might be an option. You know what I mean? If, if we go down and he plays well and he's happy here, then he might stay. So that maybe makes a bit more sense. I, I, I don't really get the Berrett and Diaz signing if we're not going to sign him permanently or there's no option to sign him permanently. And you can imagine it costs quite a bit. Maybe unless unless we're sort of doing Villarreal a favour where he plays for at the moment. Like he, I, I think he's barely played for them, has he? In, uh... He has. I think he's played like twelve games. Yeah, good. They hate him, I and mean, I've done the view from him. They they really really don't like him. Which you know I, I don't know. I mean I'm not an expert in Spanish football. Funnily enough, I went on doing the the view from on the Blackburn forum. There were a guy on there who follows Villarreal as his Spanish team. So he lives in Spain, hmm. and he says if you think English players get stick from English fans, you want to see what it's like in Spain. And he said like he gets dogs abuse and they ate him and all this sort of stuff. And he hasn't scored a goal. You know what I mean? He's he's gonna he's gonna, he's gonna get abused in it because uh, I don't think they're doing that well neither compared to what they have done in recent years. So, but the Blackburn fans, there's a bit of an argument from them to say whether whether he just had a purple patch um, at the end of last, at the end of the previous season and the start of last season, um, or whether he actually did become a good player, because people seem to forget that he cost them seven million like four years ago, and he did nothing for two seasons. Yeah, I think. Uh, wait, well, it might have been more than that, wasn't it? They signed from Forest when he was like. Yeah, was, well, they say seven million on the forum. It might be. I don't know, but that's what I read. Yeah. No, you're right. Uh, yeah, even his even his best season um, with them was not. I don't know. It, it wasn't hugely statistically impressive when you look at the underlying stats. He was, I think, a, a decent finisher who could dribble a bit, but um, 
yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't see how he's going to have much success with us, to be honest. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll read a, I'll read a, just a small one out for the. It's worth reading the views, not just because I've done it, but like it is. It's quite interesting the Blackburn fans, but it's sort of summed up by someone said he's such an odd one because he's looked terrible, literally awful at times. But then he had a purple patch where he was scoring for fun and seems to just have a enjoy a huge streak of good fortune. Then he settled down, started playing better, but then stopped scoring. <laughs> mm. uh, but he does score the all. In all honesty, I have absolutely no clue how good he is. Yeah, well, we'll see. Hopefully, he's good. Yeah. I mean, the, the, I guess the in the tick column is is best position is kind of that wide left of a front three. Isn't yeah. It? Um, and that is how we've been playing uh, mm. under Wilder. So, uh, and I, I guess we don't really. I'm trying to think who's been playing out there. It's not really been McAtee, has it? Who's been playing? Well, Mc... I suppose it's been McAtee. I mean, yeah, I suppose it has been. Well, I don't really know. Yeah, I suppose it has been McAtee um, more than anybody else. It is interesting. I don't know. We've seen before, you know, that um, obviously different managers have do. I think he did start as a, a sh- an out and out striker. So whether yeah. we decide to go back to that, I don't know. But he, like you say, his best form has come as a, on the left hand side. So yeah, I think I'd be more into this if um, if we were actually signing him. Or yeah, or, I agree completely. Agree it's not, for next season. Like, I mean, yeah, I don't want to rubbish the the sign or anything. He's only twenty four. I'm not that convinced about him from what I've read and seen and stuff. But I think that. If we'd have signed him, that I think that would have made sense. Like I say, he's still a really, really good age. He can still improve. He has got a, a proven record at championship level. It's just alone, that I don't understand because the you know the reports coming out uh, that there's no permanent at the end of it. So I'm not really sure. But again, it might just be while they're trying to keep his competitors until the end of the season for a fairly cheap loan. If the Liverpool just want to get rid of him, yeah, which I I like in terms of going to a match on a Saturday or whenever mm. whatever day it's on. Yeah, uh, but I don't really like in terms of you know the, what United are going to look like next year or the year after or the year after yeah. that. The long term, and we'll come on to the thing. The long term, I don't, I, I do not understand the long term strategy. I think even the people who w- were happy with the summer business and and saying about um, you know buying people like Traore and Slomani and even Souza, you know the young players they might get better. That's sort they've gone out of the window by just getting rid of Traore. Do you know what I mean? They, mm. they, I don't really know what the plan is, and I don't know if there is a plan. I don't know if it's just a an owner who's thinking short term, year on year. I really, really don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all signs point to it being well. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. definitely. But I don't know. Like I say, we've got these. We'll come on to the contracts and stuff. It's we are going to have to build a new team next year unless we sort some of these contracts out very, very quickly. Well, yes. Uh, well, that's 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 a good segue, mate. We can move on to the the main the meat of this episode now. Um, which so we did this last year and it um, around this time, uh, and it proved to be quite popular. It seems so. I thought we'd uh, we'd give it a go again. And that's uh, we're basically going to do deal or no deal on the out of contract players for summer twenty twenty four, of which, as you say, there is quite a lot. And I think I've got this right in terms of who they are. And we'll go through them one by one. Now, what we're going to try and answer. Um, is should we be trying to get this player a new contract ASAP? Should we give it six months and see where we are uh, and where where they are? I suppose when I mean, we sort of know where we're going to be, but perhaps where those players are in terms of performance levels or fitness, and then mm-hmm. make a decision. Or should we basically be making a decision now that we're going to let this player go in the summer and potentially be trying to sell them in the next month and just recoup whatever we can and just get that wage off the books now? Um, for the purpose, so it's basically new contract immediately, wait six months, or say bye bye. And for the purposes of this exercise, we'll assume that 
any new contract offers will need to be on similar terms to what the player's current deal is, uh, unless it's a youngster set for an obvious pay rise. And uh, I'm assuming you've done this as well. Let's also assume that nothing changes with the club's financial situation in the next six months because that looks extremely unlikely as well. So, yeah, yeah, let's, let's assume there's no sudden influx of money that means... You know, one of these out, out contract players, we're just going to spend twenty million to sign an upgrade on them instead of uh, instead of giving them a new contract. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so we, we'll dance through them in no particular order. I don't know what your opinion is, and you don't no. have mine at this stage. Um, yeah, I'd just like to say before we start, I reckon when I'm going through all these, I think every single one of them I could be swayed either way, which is a probably a testament <laughs> to the quality of the yeah. players. There's not, there's not many here that I'm sort of we need to keep this one. I think in pretty much all of them, apart from the obvious ones that we need to get rid of, every one of them I could make an argument either way. So I might come out with some, you're probably the same, come out with your opinions here that if anyone, you know, wants to argue back, I'll happily take it on on board because I'm. it were really difficult to do, I felt this. Yeah, well, I've got, I think I've got 17 players here on the list. Mm. Um who have been... Which is ridiculous, by the way. <laughs> well, it is, yeah. Who've been involved in, um, like, first-team football recently. There's a couple of youngsters we won't mention, like... Um, uh, is it Miguel Freckle- Freckleton? Miguel Freckle- Frecklington and... Uh, is it is Potter out? Uh, Finley Potter out of contract? Anyway, oh, yeah. I'm not sure. Julie B. Arby is another one I think is out of contract yeah. at the end of this summer. Um, yeah, I'm not going to mention them because they're not really part of the first-team picture. But, yeah, you could... Um, I think you could make a pretty good championship eleven just out of the players who are out of contract, mm. which is both good and very, very <laughs> bad. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, one. I mean, I mentioned earlier, you know, Opta's thing that we're ninety eight percent likely to go down now. Like one advantage of that, in inverted commas, is uh, we can start planning for next season now. Hooray! Um, we could. We did, yeah, we did this last time though, didn't we? When we went down under Eckingbottom, and we ended up getting five loan players in on deadline day, we or did. whatever. And uh, we were promoted in April or whatever it is, and uh, yeah. still ended up with the old. Uh, you know, we've got to wait till the end of the window for the best value we're not very or something. Quick, oh, we're, uh, sorting things out, but yeah, yeah. Not. For, I don't have any real faith that uh, we are going to act quickly at all. But the opportunity is there. Quickly, it looks like we're acting quickly in this window. So I, like, you know, I'll caveat that with the uh, we're saying that we look like we are moving quickly in this window that is fair yes um although there was some i think it was alan nixon report this couple of weeks ago like the initial round of contract talks has uh not gone well with all these players apparently as in, <laughs> we certainly haven't made an offer that anyone's willing to accept at this point which is you know absolutely uh power to the players i suppose you know that they, they don't have any rush to make a decision they yeah mm. I, I don't i don't and united uh, as we as we're saying as a club, we don't really want to overpay for pretty much any of these players, do we? If you know what I mean. Mm. So you know, as we're saying, either one could go either way. So it's not like we've it's not like it's end I. You know mm. what I mean? At the end of the season, and we're sort of like, get him. Why is he not got a contract? Or even Sander Berger or someone like that. Yeah, I don't think there's anyone on this list who gets close to that. Yeah, I, I guess that's what you're. Uh, that's kind of what you're alluding to, really, when you're saying you can be swayed on your opinion on all of these. Mm. Yeah, there's. There is no standout on this list where I think we absolutely have to lock down that player yeah, ASAP, yeah. Um, unfortunately. that's And that is obviously uh, both a problem and a good thing. So, um, yeah, all right, let's 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 get started, mate. We'll go through them fairly quickly because, uh, as I say, there is 17 of them. Uh, <laughs> should, should we start with, uh, with Wes Fodringham? Um, mm. I, I'm going, I, I said wait until the end of the season on Wes. 
Uh, but I am also leaning towards giving him a new contract, which I, I guess is probably against the majority public opinion. But I just think he'd be cheap. He was good in the <laughs> champion, but he would be like he can't be on much money. He was the third choice goalkeeper when we signed. You know, yeah. when he signed his initial deal, we know he's fine in the championship. I've got no beef with him being the keeper for the rest of this season. If it carry, you know, if that's how it goes, he's in a a rough bit of form at the moment and obviously he's conceded a, a shed load of goals but that's more that's as much down to the circumstances around him as his own performances mm-hmm. so I, I think ride it out see what the next six months brings maybe he has a total disaster maybe we do bring in a you know a keeper that we think can be you know top dog for next season but um, yeah I, I wouldn't be upset with us giving him a new contract now or in six months I've gone for the wait in six months. I think I'm absolutely fine with him being a backup or getting someone in of sort of equal quality. And we'll come on to another one who's coming out of contract. There's no one near him at the club. Like this is what we were laughing last week about. He's the worst keeper we've ever had, and he's not even the worst keeper at the club mm. because it, look, it's going to be difficult for him to come back. But I was wrong before about Ramsdale, and he came back and, and had a fantastic second half of the season. I do think we we, we could we could. I do think we should probably try and improve on him. But I am I don't think we're going to get any better backup than him for, for probably the money. Like you said, he started off as third-choice goalkeeper. I'd wait six months and I'd offer him a contract and I'd say, you know, we're going to bring someone in who you might not be first choice, but it's, it's up to you to become first choice. I'm not expecting this to bring a world-class goalkeeper and I'll spend £10 million on a goalkeeper or anything. But I do think we can get better than the backup we've got now. And I do think we can get someone to push him. So I'd say, look, you can stay, there's your contract, you, you know, but you might not be number one. Yeah, fair dues. Uh, well, talking of his backup, Adam Davis. In fact, all yes. our goalkeepers are out of contract this summer. Um, yeah. Adam Davis, uh, I'm, I'm fine with saying toodaloo too, to be honest. I don't, uh, yeah, I think if we could if we could move him on now, I, I don't have any problem doing that, but there's, I don't see any reason whatsoever to give him a new contract. No, he has to go. I mean, the fact that Wes is playing so badly at the moment and nobody is saying, should we put Davis? Well, it's a couple of people maybe, but no one realistically thinks he's going to improve things by putting Davis in. And yeah, he's, I think he's a League One goalie, isn't he? I think. Yeah, it could be a championship. I think he was a, he was okay in the championship for Stoke, wasn't he? Um... He's been really poor for us pretty much every time he's played. Apart from the, you know, he saved the pennant Wrexham, obviously, but and then he did all right, I think, against... Cardiff, but he's made a lot of errors in the few games that he's played. And like I say, I I don't think he's as good as Wes, and I think we probably need to improve on Wes. So yeah, he he he's not a problem for me. Like I don't feel like we have to get rid of him or anything. But I also no, I think like either. So but yeah, yeah, I also just don't see any point in keeping him like paying to keep him around. If you like, he's thirty one now as well. I know he's not that old for a goalkeeper, but he might want to go and be a starter again mm. after, after a few years of being a, a backup with us. He's you know, he's in, he's in the Wales squad and he's like on the fringes of, of the Welsh squad. So he, mm. he's probably motivated to, uh, you know, pack his bags and get a full-time, full-time, a start, starting job somewhere He's in a full-time job and move Full-time out. job, yeah. And, he, <laughs> and the opening's at Sainsbury's for him. Um, uh, the other goalkeeper is Jordan Amissa, the the uh, youngster. I think wait and see. Like, yeah. I... I, I see him probably becoming the backup I guess but I don't, I don't really know like uh, yeah I, I just think there's there's no real urgency for us to make a decision on him right now um could go anyway I suppose but I'm a, I'm a wait and see on him 
Yeah, I completely agree. I think I'd like to get him out on loan if we can to see what it's like. He didn't really get that much of a chance at Burton. So, yeah, wait and see. Just wait and see what happens. Like I said, it's not a pressing matter, that I don't think. No. Uh, sorry, I realise I've been giving you my opinion first on all of these so far. So let me oh, uh, let me give you the opportunity to go first on another one. Uh, let's move on to a, a more exciting name. Well, I, I think it's more exciting. John Egan, Captain Fantastic, is out of contract uh, at the end of this summer. What's uh, What's your thoughts here? I would wait because I don't know how he's going to come back from his injury. I don't know how bad it is. He gets a bit a lot of stick, Egan, which I think is a bit unjust. I think in the championship, with our budget, I'm not sure we're going to get any better. I I would wait six months, but I'm more willing to keep him than not. I don't, I could just see him rocking up at someone like Coventry if we get rid of him and them getting you know getting promoted, saying, oh, John Egan was solid at the back and... Yeah, I, his, his best days are probably behind him, to be completely honest. He's, what, he'll be 32 next next season or whatever. But I think with our budget, he's already here. I don't know what his wages are like. I imagine he's on a decent wage. So that is a... This way I could be swayed the other way. But I would wait six months. Yeah, we get, you know, recovers from his injury. Hopefully we see him at the end of the season in some form. Um, but I would be more tempted to offer him one at the end of the season. Yeah, I'd, uh, I'd lock him up for a new deal. I... Mm. I don't want Egan to leave on a free transfer, like unless no, no. unless this injury is really, really serious and is, you know, kind of like ushering him towards the end of his career. Seriousness is mm. is the captain. He's an absolute rock for us for years in the championship. Um, yeah, I, I'd hate to see him go. I think as much, mm. you know, as much. I've no issues with his performance levels. Um, you know, I, I, I wonder if we'd be conceding so many goals if he was still fit this season. To be honest. Uh, instead, of, you know, with him playing at, at centre back, I wonder if we'd be looking a lot, a lot more solid than we have done. Um, I don't know. Yeah. He played at the eight 0 so <laughs> I suppose it was that. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, and personality-wise, you know, yeah, I think it's important to have a player like him um, around the squad. So he, he is one for me where I think like that's that's as close to a priority contract um, as there is on this list. It is if he wasn't injured. I would be like uh, tearing my hair out, wondering why we've not done anything yet. It's just that injury does kind of delay it a little bit, I suppose. Like I say, the argument against is that he's probably one of the highest paid players at the club. Yeah, I don't think you're going to get. I personally don't. I don't see us getting anyone better than him um, for the money that he's on. To be honest, whatever he's going to be on, I think he's he's proven solid championship defender. He might not be Premier League, but as you said, it's like Wilder's right that you can't take a wrecking ball to it. It'd be easy for us to sit here and say, get rid of them all, start again. Mm. For a start, we haven't got any money. For two, building a completely new team is really, really, really difficult, no matter how much money you've got. Um, and we do need people like Egan about because, he, you know, he's he's proven at that level. And we haven't got many, that many people like that, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I suppose, we, you know, if he is on... If he is a high earner, which he probably is, as you're right, um, I would I would imagine we're in quite a strong negotiating position in terms of like he's not. I don't I don't see how a Premier League team is interested in him mm. um, after this season, uh, and so that you know just puts us in the same ballpark as every other team in the True. Championship who True. might be trying yeah. to get a signature. Who also, you know, the vast majority of which won't be offering masses of money I wouldn't have thought like well, they probably won't have much more money than us apart from the relegated teams the other like the other yeah, yeah. payment teams 
Um, so yeah, I, I hope it's... it doesn't seem like a Burnley sort of player, maybe Luton, but I, yeah, yeah, I'm just thinking off the top of my head, maybe Middlesbrough. I'm trying to think of teams who have got a bit of money. This is another thing with the Championship next season is I think Stoke spent the most money last season and spent ten million. It's such a different. They're you know they're playing in a completely different field in terms of financial mm. um, strength. So it'd be interesting. I, I can't see anybody coming in for Eager who can pay him as much as us at the moment. Yeah. So uh, I hope I really do hope he is still here. And yes, he is thirty-one. I'm, I'm wary of giving, yeah, uh, well, particularly long contracts to players who are at that age, particularly when they've had a serious injury. That is, you know, that is a bit of a red flag. But I, I just think he's important to us. Like, and, I, and how I, many games has he played? I know he's had this one injury, but he's, he's other than that one big injury, he's always fit. He? He's not yeah. as if he's, you know, the players will come on to, and you're thinking, oh, you know, he's always in and out, in and out, in and out. Mm. He gets played like four seasons straight, and he just seems to have picked up a really bad injury, which happens. Yeah. Uh, we could do this one quickly, because um, if this is what happens, then I imagine we'll spend a lot of time talking about him in the summer. But Chris Basham, I, I don't see how how he hasn't played his last game for us. Uh, yeah. doesn't, doesn't make me happy at all, but if we're being no. uh, pragmatic, there's no way you can give Basham a new contract, unfortunately. No, I agree. It's really sad, and as you said, we'll do the obituary after. But he's, yeah, um, yeah I think it's just it's crazy. It's, it's a bit like what happened when uh, McGoldrick left. It was time. It don't make it. It don't make it uh, not sad. Yeah, I'll be good. Really good. It's, it's yeah. yeah, such a sad way for his you know career to end. But I, I, I just don't see how it doesn't end unless there's like a miracle of medical signs you know, physical yeah. recovery uh yeah. how old is bash now is he 36 36 yeah what well, uh, yeah even to be honest he, sorry it'll be 36 was... by the summer in the last couple of seasons if we're going to be completely honest his performances have not been anywhere near the levels that they were before that because he's getting on you know and it happens yep yeah. yeah. uh, uh let's i don't know where to talk about these two together um yeah, let's talk about these two together. Both our right wing backs are out of contract. Mm-hmm. Jaden Bogle and George Baldock. Um, and I, I think I, I don't know about you, but what I do with what I would do with one influences what I would do with the other, which is probably mm-hmm. a sensible way to approach it, I suppose. But whether United will do that, I'm not sure. Do you want to? What, what do you think? What would you do with these two? These two right wing backs. To be honest, I keep both. I know what you're saying mm-hmm. completely. Yeah, I would. So, I think on. if I think if we're going to keep any, this is really controversial. I probably keep Bogle just because of the age factor and the fact that Baldock continually keeps keeps getting injured in the past two seasons. And if we are trying to think long term, I don't want Baldock to leave. I would give them both. I would give them both a contract. I think they both could be real assets. I think the thing with Bogle is he's played a lot better under Wilder as well. I think we all forget, and I'm one of them. I've criticised him. He had a really, really bad injury where he were out for a year, and he's probably only now just getting back to some sort. He's not been out for a while, which is real positive because obviously we're in and out, in and out, and then he got a bad injury and he never looked that fit. Maybe we're seeing, with the performances we've seen in the last month, him just finally getting to full fitness and trusting his body again. I hope so because I think he's been excellent in the past month. Yeah, maybe. Um, So I... Uh, this this really is one you can talk me into any permutation mm-hmm. here, um, but I, having you know, trying to put a trying to put an actual opinion on it, I give Baldock a new contract because similar to Egan, um, I don't I, I just think you need a character a character and a consistent championship performer like that. Yeah. Um, I know he'll be it turns thirty one in March, Baldock, but 
is he is a very uh fit human being um i'm sure the ladies will agree with me on that one um <laughs> you know very athletic player i don't have any he doesn't like he's slowing down physically um by any any stretch so um yeah i, I would like him to still be part of our squad next season and bogle i'd try and sell right now that's mm. my con- that's my one controversial opinion i suppose from this, this episode because he's played quite well in the last six games, which may have caught the eye of a few players. It sounds like he played quite well at Man City as well. Yeah, um, yeah, that was one of the match, yeah. Yeah, played well against Liverpool, I think. I would try and get a bit of money for him right now on the basis I don't I really I just don't see the point in keeping two right wing backs, but I, I get your I get your case as well. I just wouldn't do that when we've got players like Sai Sashdev potentially to mm. you know, start having some minutes there. The other thing with Bogle is um I don't trust that he's over that injury. He's he has been pretty patchy fitness wise for the last couple of years. Whereas I know Bulldog's starting to get injured now because he's he's getting older and there's there's some wear and tear on playing game after game after game. But yeah, if if I had to keep one, it would be Bulldog, even though he is older. And I'd mm. try and cash in whatever you can get for Bogle right now, even if you're literally talking like a million or half a million or something like that. I know that sounds that I feel like I'm going to end up on a website saying that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I, I just, yeah, I just think I don't, I don't see why we should carry two right wing backs next season, and he is one that um, I trust less than Bull. I understand, like I say, it's, a, it's an easy one to swear. I think, I, I think I disagree, but I might have recency bias um, based on Bowles' last five or six, and I might be getting a bit carried away uh, with those performances. I'm well, a bit worried. About... Don't get me wrong; he's been yeah, good the last yeah, six but... games. That's why I'm, I'm well... saying maybe we can. Uh, bamboozle someone into taking a punt on him <laughs> yeah. in January. And I really am concerned about Baldock's injuries um, because he just keeps picking up knocks and he's getting older. And I, I have this this worry about, you know, Basham were unbelievably fit and he kept pick, picking up niggles and stuff like that and he's in and out and obviously got this really bad injury and nothing to do with anything. And I do worry about, and I think he needs surgery, doesn't he, Baldock? And he's playing through. So maybe once he gets that done, he'll be okay. But again, you know, like with most of these, I can be swayed. Yeah, I've just so Bollocks, he's had two separate injuries this season, right? Or is he No, he's played the last few games actually. So Yeah, Bollocks played the last few games, hasn't he? The last three games he has started. Yeah, I think he's been out twice for about yeah. three or four games each time, something like that, yeah. What was it like last season? He would same last season, the season before that as well. He were out for because obviously you remember Bogle came in. Yeah, had one, yeah, had one, one spell out of uh, about a month and a half. Yeah, I, I guess I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not totally convinced he's that injury prone at the moment. Uh, yeah, the, uh, maybe you're right. The season before was a bit more messy. Um, spent a lot more time on the sidelines in that one. So yeah, you, you, you're probably right. Um, but yeah, we'll see. yeah, that's what I do. Uh, another wing back, Max Lowe is out of contract, uh, and I would, um, I would say goodbye, and I would try yeah. and try and get something for him right now. See if mm. a championship team wants him. Um, you know, he's done back to back promotions from the championship. I hope that you know, if you're an agent, I think you can make a case like, hey, look yeah. at this guy. He's, uh, he's really got something at the top end of the championship. Um, you know, even if it's just like someone just take his wage off the books for the next six months mm-hmm. and just loan him for six months or whatever, um, I would do that because with Norton Davis coming back to fitness and, you know, you still got LaRouche in the building at the moment. We still have Luke Thomas as it stands. Trusty can play left back if we're playing a back four. I'd just try and save a few a few bob by getting rid of him, um, getting rid of him early and certainly saying goodbye to in the summer. Yeah, I completely agree. If we can get rid of him now. 
that's also what NXT or it was actually, but they said, uh, "Has anyone ever come out of a game and said Lo Lo looked really good today?" <laughs> yeah, I think I feel like that was on the last Tufty Club as well, maybe. Oh, or maybe the Tufty Club. So maybe I've missed. Yeah, look, he's not terrible. I don't no. think he's been a terrible signing or anything like that. I kind of like him. But... Yeah, he's better, than, better than Thomas. He's probably better than Larouche. All you would say is our best left wing back, but he's definitely replaceable, and I think we can improve him on a similar age. Um, yeah, I'd happily sell now, and I, I would definitely not renew at the end of the season. Yeah, is the contract that he's on at the moment was signed at the peak of our powers, wasn't it? That was after a yeah. ninth, ninth place finish in the Premier League, so he's, he's yeah. prob- probably on a few quid. Um, yeah. Happy to say goodbye to Max Lowe. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Reese Norton Davis is the other person that's out of contract. I think we have to wait, right? Yeah, yeah. We have, we have to, to wait, wait to see what he's like, yep. fitness wise. We have to do that. We, it's, it's awful because he, he was really good before his injury, but we, he has to play a few games before we offer him a contract. We have to see if he can do two or three, four games in a row before we, we even consider offering him something, I think. Yeah. And it's, that's obviously a risk because uh, if his fitness is. Fine, and he plays well. Yeah, then yeah. Uh, his his agents not going to be speaking exclusively to Sheffield United with him being a free agent in the summer. Um, but yeah, I, th- I I I just don't think we have any choice but to uh, but to do that. Next up is Ollie Norwood. What are you going to do here? I think this is the hardest one, and mm. this might be my most controversial one. I'd get rid. Personally, mm. I think my problem with Norwood is I think it is time to move on from him. Um, and my problem with him we're not going to have much money next year Norwood can literally play in one particular position he's the least versatile player in the squad and we're going to probably need a few bit people who can fill in in, in different areas I just think it's time to move him on and, and build a new midfield or, or maybe if Hamer and Souza stay you know, build it around them but I just think it's time yeah uh, I don't disagree I would wait for six months um, just, just to see uh, you know, just to see how he gets on because he's he's going to still be involved. I think he might be uh, he might play incredibly well in the second half of the season, um, but yeah, probably um, we're just going to move closer to saying goodbye. I think. Uh, all right, next John Fleck. Uh, that's probably a pretty quick one, isn't it? <laughs> Release. Well, I mean, I, I can't believe we resigned him. You know, it's not even in hindsight, but it, it, even more so in hindsight. <laughs> but, I mean, what's he played? Ten minutes, maybe? So, oh, no, he started, didn't he? Burnley, sorry. He started Burnley. <laughs> I'd love to know the thought process. Like, go behind someone to just tell me why we gave him that contract. Like, I just did. Yeah. I think what Eckenbottom was saying, in my opinion, wrongly, but maybe people say rightly, is he wanted to keep the squad together because he knew we weren't, weren't going to have much money. Fleck wasn't and he knew there the was squad carried... last season, though, was he? No, no. But I think it's behind, I think it was more for the dressing room thing. A lot of people talked about how much we've missed Billy's in, influence this season. Mm. Other people talked about Ender being a bit more of a cap. But you can't have, you know, people just to be good in the dressing room. If, if that's the case, make them coaches, do you know what yeah. I mean? Or keep the ones who actually will... Um... You know, have potentially have some influence on the pitch as well, which yeah, Fleck was not going to do this season. Um, ah. Another midfield. Oh, actually, let's just tick this one off quickly. Uh, Ishmaela Koulibaly thoughts. Yeah, yeah, he's got to go, I know, because he's not. He's not doing it. In what we had three managers. He's had now. Um, I don't know if you could be fair to say Slavin. None of them have, have fancied him, have they? So yeah, he's pretty no, no brainer. Yeah, never fit. Um, Maybe maybe he goes on to be a good player. You know, I think he's only twenty three. Uh, mm-hmm. But I would rather just give that squad opportunity to, you know, whoever's kind of the next man up after 
Arblaster, for example, City Peck, it sounds like it's just had a knee operation, which I yeah, assume yeah, yeah. is a long-term thing, like uh, to clear up a long-term issue, because um, he says it's well, his that... second knee, it's the operation yeah. of the other knee this time. So yeah, you know, I'd, I'd rather just have him get that opportunity than, um, than yeah, call the Bali with, I don't know, I, he did all right in a couple of cameos, but nothing to make me think we should keep him around. That's the thing. We've got Brooks and Arblaster. <clears throat> um, I think Brooks is still under contract next season, anyway. But uh, he's not. He's on my list to talk about next. Is he? Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I'd rather have those two as our young potential players than Koulibaly, based on the fact that Arblaster's had a really, really, really good loan spell at Port Vale, and Brooks has shown in the Premier League on you know two or three occasions, two or three really good games against the best teams in the in the world. Mm, indeed. So yeah, I'm, I'm happy saying uh, two to lose to Koulibaly. Um our blaster's back in the building, by the way. It, it sounds yes. like he's it just. I'm sure everyone knows this, but you know, just if if the only blades news you consume is this podcast, then it sounds like his knee injury wasn't that bad, and we're talking sort of you know months, like a couple of months rather than season ending. Uh, yeah, he's been recalled from his loan spell at Port Vale, and uh, he is back with Sheffield United. So yeah, could potentially feature for us in the second half of the season. Um, he is under contract, by the way. Our blaster, yeah. Cool. yeah. Fortunately, he's one of our few youngsters that are. Uh, who else? Ben Osborne. I think it's time to say goodbye, even though we're going down a league and he could potentially be useful in a number of positions. Similar to how I think we call a Bali. I'd rather just let someone else have those minutes now. You know, we've, in terms of wing backs, you've got like Harry Boys is like, you know, mm. out on loan at the minute. Norton Davis is kind of coming back to fitness. We just talked about young midfield options. Uh, yeah, I. I Nothing. I, I have a lot of respect for Ben Osborne, but I think it is just probably time to let him move on and you know be a starter somewhere else. Yeah, I can see this. I, I actually said six months. Let's wait. See, because he is useful, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? He yeah, is, you're right. I wouldn't, get, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't want us to get rid of him right this second just because yeah. of his versatility. But yeah, my main issue with him, more than anything, well, not more than anything, but I think he's. A, I've always said brilliant first reserve because you can put him in anywhere and he'll give you at least a 6 out of 10 performance most times he's another one who's really struggled with fitness he's been in and out mm. I know for like two or three seasons now six months if he can keep fit I'd be happily to give him a reduced wage and say look you're going to be a squad player because he can fit in so many areas right back left back midfield you know left wing back or whatever um, or even behind the front two he's played before so I think he is a, he is useful to have around but yeah, he's got to prove his fitness for me. So I'd, I'd wait till the end of the season. If we lose him, it's not a massive issue, is it? Yeah, no, great point about fitness. Yeah, if you if you're going to be a almost like a career backup, you need to actually be available yeah. for backup. And yeah, he hasn't been for a while. Um, okay, we're getting into well, actually. Let's just tick off a couple of youngsters before we yeah get to two that I think are quite interesting, or one that is quite interesting. Uh, Femi Sariki, difficult to say. Like I. I I think probably uh, wait definitely, but I <clears throat> wonder if he's heading for release in the summer. He's he's not cracked the first team. Uh, I think he's twenty ish now, it's something like that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I mean, I don't. I haven't watched the under twenty threes as much as uh, under twenty threes as much as uh, other people. But I saw a Bergen player whose opinion I respect said that he's really come on this season in the under twenty threes. Um, but. You know, it's been a really bad season for us, and he's not seemingly. I know he's been on the bench a couple of times, but he's not really got close to first team action. And as you said, he's getting on. He had a pretty poor loan, well, an average loan spell, I think, at Rochdale. Yeah, I haven't seen enough of him. So, you know, I'm, I'm basing this purely on the fact that none of the managers that we've had have seen him fit enough to 
to to be in the first team other than that one game against Forest. Yeah, which uh, was absolute emergency time, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, Andre Brooks, that's pretty pretty straightforward. I think he's yeah. he definitely uh, definitely should be trying to tie him down based on what we've seen from him mm. so far. I think he's done a absolutely brilliant yeah. season for him. This, I mean, it might only be three or four games, um, and he might you know turn out not good enough. But he's definitely done enough in those three or four games to warrant a new contract. Yeah, it's, it's sort of over the top reactionary as it sounds. Uh, yeah, you're right because it's. Yeah, he hasn't looked out of his depth in terms of the rest of you know relative to the rest of the squad. Uh, he's he's young, he's still developing. Yeah, I, I think um, yeah uh, that that would be glaringly uh, troubling <laughs> if we don't yeah. want to lock him down. Um, and then we've got two more, uh, and one of them is uh, is going to be out of our hands, I think, and that's Daniel yeah, Jefferson. Yeah, I would absolutely get. Jefferson a new contract because he's an asset, a real asset when he's fit. Um, but he's young enough to you know get over those fitness problems now. But I I don't see any world in which he signs a new contract and we probably sell him in January. I think or, um, I might even be yeah. optimistic in thinking that we can sell him just because his fitness issues. I think it's irrelevant what we say about this. I think he's on his way. You know, I think it's pretty obvious that whether he's now. I mean, if he's not going to sign. Um, sell now this minute <laughs> because obviously we're going to get nothing for him at the end of the season it seems such a way I know he's not everyone's cup of tea and I thought Four Blades last season had a great discussion on him where they, they really disagree with each other about Jebison. I'm completely in the middle with him at proper fence sitting with Jebison. Uh, this times where I look at him when he came against Preston last season and I thought yeah we really need to keep this guy you know he's only 20 or whatever he is and he need, we need to to keep and then I think it was two days after we played Huddersfield and he were appalling. <laughs> <laughs> and that's big, but he's a young player and he's a young striker, not many young strikers are banging in goals uh, at Championship or Premier League level at 20 year old. And that's if they are, they're getting snapped up by the bigger clubs. But it's a real shame that we're going to lose him for nothing because I think you know we, we saw all the when he first came into the team under Eckingbottom actually at the end of that Premier League season and they, they were linked with Bayern Munich and uh, with the other ones who were linked with massive to Dortmund or another one and. And you think, well, well, at least we've got someone here we can cash in on the worst case scenario. And it looks like we're going to lose him for free. So tell him now. Yes. Uh, club should hang its head in shame losing him for free, to be honest. I know he's not a, he's not like a hugely valid. He hasn't turned into a massively valid. I, I can feel Eggy shouting at his earphones here. He's <laughs> yeah, long, yeah. long ridden the take the five milli yeah. from Everton. It's just like, I yeah. feel like oh, he probably he, shouts he, that in his sleep. All time. He should have took that five million when we had the chance. But I think I think Sula's overtaken him um, as a striker for well, for us anyway. And obviously, Sula signed the contract. So, in the same way that Traor, I mean, this is why I think it's mad that people were upset about Traore going and, and seemingly no one's that bothered about Jebison leaving for free. And Jebison has undoubtedly shown more. Yeah, but to lose him for nothing, as we're going to do, you know, fairly likely. I'm not sure. I, I don't know. I'd be surprised if anyone will give us money for him at this stage, yeah, just because the right. contract situation. You know, it seems to be a very open secret that he's not going to re-sign for us for, um, I guess, personal reasons. You know, yeah, if you like, you know, it's, it's a he's choosing to do that rather than um, because we're not willing to offer him enough. Um, yeah, I don't, I'd, I'd be surprised if anybody is going to give us money for him. Sorry, I'm really rambling here. I'm trying to think what my, my point was. Oh, yeah, yeah sorry. Um, you know, so the club should really take a long look in the mirror that we're going to lose an asset for nothing, um, which, to be fair to them, I think, you know, the last few, maybe not the last few months, but I'm thinking, like, we have got Asula a new contract. We have got Louis Marsh a new contract. So we've, 
we're trying, I would say, to avoid this happening again, but the fact it's happened at all is is not good at all and reflective of the uh, bigger structural malaise behind the scenes when it when it yeah. comes to contracts and transfers, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, right, one player left, mate, uh, and he's another forward, and it's Ollie McBurney. Uh, what, what are you going to do with this guy, this cretin? Yeah. Again, another one I couldn't be swayed with, but I would give him a contract based on the fact that he is going to be next season the only recognised striker in the championship that we've got on the books, even if Traore stays. You've got Sula, if Traore stays, Traore and, and uh, Brewster, who I believe have got three goals between them ever in <laughs> in their uh, history of uh, United, you know, the United career. We're harsh on Sula and Traore because they've not, they've not played much. But, but Bernie is the only striker we're going to have next season who has proven himself on a couple of occasions, a couple of seasons, mm. that he can score at that level. He needs to sort himself out. He's never available. That is the biggest issue with McBurney, as always. If he were fit till the end of the season, it's, it's a complete no-brainer. I wouldn't want to lose him because I think he can be an asset for other championship clubs. I'd keep him. I'd, I'd give him a contract now, to be honest. I would as well, yeah. I've got new contract-ish. Um <laughs> And, and yeah, just to be, uh, just to clarify, I called him a cretin there. I mean that affectionately. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 a lovable idiot, isn't I? Yeah. Idiot. I've, I've literally got a picture of him right next to me, staring at me right now because uh, <laughs> I've got my official 2024 Sheffield United calendar, and he is he is Mr. January. I mean, um, look, two months ago, by the way, we would have been saying, get him a contract now, mm-hmm. what we do, because he was playing that well, mm-hmm. even though he hadn't scored, I don't think, at that point. He, he was playing brilliant for us, and then... He's had two ridiculous sendings off. He's got injured again. And, you know, he, he's not really got back. But, again, he scored against Luton. I, I, I'd keep him. I think we're going to be struggling next season to find a striker as good as him, I think, with, oh, the, yes. um, with his track record. Um, and it'd be, it'd be a massive shame to, to lose him in the two seasons where he's really, after two seasons, where he's started showing us something for what we've paid for him. Yeah, it was a monster last season before he got that injury... Um against Rotherham when it just for the winter yeah. World Cup break. Yeah. An absolute monster. You know, not just the goals, everything. He was he was like ninety fifth percentile on every possible metric for mm-hmm. a striker. It's sensational. And yeah, as long as you know, these fitness issues at the minute, they they're kinda of niggling, aren't they? It's not like he has a, a persistent it's not like Brewster with a persistent hamstring injury or something. It's they just seem to be like little knocks and stuff, don't they? So it's I don't know if that speaks to like a. I don't feel that that speaks to like a long term injury problem that's just going to keep recurring. You just need. I don't know. I wonder if this is something with conditioning you can kind of eradicate. So yeah, it just comes down to fitness. But I mm. like you. I'd I'd take the chance purely because you know otherwise, as you say, we're depending on Asulu who's never scored a goal for us, um, which again is you know a, a harsh way of putting it. Uh, Brewster, who uh, doesn't look like scoring many goals for us ever, and uh, is that it? <laughs> who am I missing? Yeah. <laughs> is anyone else? Is yeah, yeah, that's it. Well, yeah, people might say Ryan Owen, but he's another one who, who's not. Years old. Yeah, he's not even played again. Yeah, seventeen years old. Matt, really, really, with this draw race, the more I think about it, and you think about the players that we've got in backup, I forgot about Louis Marsh and Owen as like prospects as well. Yeah, really weird that we signed a player for four million pound when we had so many prospects ourselves. But um, yeah, I, I, I think we have to keep McBurney just because I think without him, we're going to be lining up without a. You know, spending a bit or getting people on loan, which you never know they're going to work out. We're going to uh, be lining up with 
and attack a Brewster and a Sula next season, which might sound exciting, but is completely unproven. Yeah. I definitely, uh, definitely would like McBurney to stick around for next season. My my hunch is he's, it, it just screams free transfers to Rangers, right? Yeah, yeah, I can see it. He's getting sent off it. in an old firm derby next season. <laughs> that, that, that's my prediction. I, I almost like considered looking on like a, a bookies website to see if you could place a bet on that now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I hope he'll go. I think we need to keep him, but hmm. we've got into this situation, aren't we? So we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, I know. That I, I get. There's like a sort of <clears throat> there's like an argument of you don't why you know why throw good money after bad. I suppose with him if you want to be. Uh, uncharitable in terms of the value of his signing and his contract but like you said having sort of stuck through those two rubbish years with him to actually start to reap some benefits of how he's played in the last I don't know 18 months or so it would be really disappointing to see him go and carry that form on somewhere else so yeah I'd I'd want him to stick around there we go mate I think you can make a really good championship 11 out of that team I'm just I've got the list in front Mm. of me this this eleven, Wes Fodringham, uh Max Lowe, George Baldock, John Egan, uh maybe maybe not Chris Basham, <laughs> find another centre half. A midfield of uh Andre Brooks, Femi Sariki, not Femi Sariki, sorry, Ben Osborne, uh Ollie Norwood, and then a strike force of Ollie McBurney and Dan Jebison. So bad is it? It's stale. It might have be been eleven players. I don't know that's a mid table that's at least I, a mid table team. That's a well. who, sorry? Did you have Bogle in Yeah, there? I played Bogle in midfield. Oh, sorry, I, I, I didn't hear you No, I, I didn't say Bogle. I was, I was just picking a back force. But you could play Bogle oh. in midfield, couldn't you? That's, yeah, you that's, a, cha- that's a playoff challenger, that. <laughs> get them signed up, all of them, in fact. Forget about it. <laughs> Forget all they just said. Sign them all. Yeah. Get a playoff next season. Well, there we go. I enjoyed doing that. I hope people, uh, hope people enjoyed our fairly nuanced discussion about it. Um, I, hope, I hope we do see some news on some of these players in the next few weeks, like... Whether that is cutting bait on them and trying to get some money back, mm-hmm. or actually tying down a contract, because it has to be the priority, right? Like, I'd much yeah, rather yeah, be, yeah. I'd much rather be doing this than signing players on loan at this stage. Oh yeah, completely. I think we need. I mean, as you know, Barrett and Diaz and Schmeichel might improve the squad for the short term. If we're thinking long term, we do need to be having a look at certainly like likes of Egan or Bogle slash Baldock, one of those two, mm-hmm. and um, and McBurney, In my opinion, if we're thinking longer term, that should be the that should be the priority for me in in, in the January transfer window. Yeah, George and Bogle Doc. Why has nobody done? And why haven't we got that yet? The sort of uh... <laughs> Matt. If we compare, we always say it. Combine them both. You've got the best right back of all time. You've got yep. Kyle Walker. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Right, mate, enjoyed that. Um, we will wrap up there. Uh, do, you, do you have anything to plug? I, I, I've, <clears throat> I've just been a lazy bugger over Christmas. I've not done anything. Uh, I've got, I, I did the Man City view from which, you know, they, our friend was saying we were awful, the other half saying that we were well drilled. I, I love that term, well drilled. Mm-hmm. Um, so not, not really much to report with that. And I'll, I've not sent it him yet because I've not gone through it, but I should have a social media update. A lot happened in December. Uh, for the pinch, this is, uh, and I forgot completely that we sacked Eckingbottom in December. Was that? In he December, seems like, yeah. He, yeah, he seems like he's not been here months now <laughs> to me. But yeah, uh, running in December, so quite a lot to get through on that, um, and then I'll have a a Gillingham uh, pre-match Gillingham on up uh, Friday morning, and obviously delve into the twelve days of May that we we managed to complete. Yeah, what what an effort! I've 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 still not finished them all. I, I think I'm on the. 
I've skipped the 97 one for now and just gone straight to the end of year one, but I will be going back to it. Mammoth effort by you and Liam. I re- really have enjoyed them. So, yeah, hats off to you two. Um, <clears throat> what was I going to say then? Oh, yeah, I'm really... I, I imagine I'm going to guess you get more views for the Gillingham view from than the Man City one. Um, I would have thought so. Oh, no one's reading. I told you, didn't I? I said like I were on. I were on. Um, I don't. I hate talking about numbers and stuff. But I, I were on the uh, on track to get um, over a million uh, hits on the website for the year for the calendar year, um, and then we just decided to win two games in the last six months and. <laughs> Absolutely, I fell way short in the end. So yeah, oh. but I would say to you that you know no one's reading it anymore, and you were like, "Be all right, mate. It's nothing you're doing." I'm like, "Yeah, I won't read it either. Like, <laughs> I have to give it, but I won't read it." <laughs> but, yeah, so hopefully we get, uh, the Gillingham, uh, the Gillingham one might be a bit more interesting. Might see yeah. Joe Wilkinson's uh, got a comment actually. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I, I honestly, I'm really looking forward to that game. Um, yeah, I just think it's a, just a great palate cleanser for the what we've kind of endured in the last few months. I mean, I'm I'm going to uh, Hansworth versus Sheffield FC tonight, assuming it doesn't get called off because I've got a, a terrible record of going to these games recently. Although it is it is at Hansworth, so I don't think it will get called yeah. off. And yeah, yeah, I'm because uh, you know women haven't played for like three or four weeks now, so I'm just I'm looking forward to going to watch a game of football tonight where it's it's just 22 people kicking a ball into a goal, you know, and yeah. the None of the BS accoutrement. So, what, uh, uh, by the way, why aren't we playing next week? Uh, the week after the Gillingham game. Yeah, I've no idea. Sorry, the West Ham game got moved like back eight days, I think, didn't it? Like for TV or something. I'm sure there was something I, like this. Yeah, I, th- I don't understand. So I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not. I'm not complaining. I don't. <laughs> I don't want to see us in the Premier League. But um, now, jo- I'm joking, obviously. But I, I don't know why it's been. Why it's being moved? Like, I, I really don't. I'm just having a look now. It doesn't seem like there's next week. There are only well, five fixtures in the Premier League. Yeah, it, it was supposed to be West Ham was supposed to be uh, the week after the Gillingham game, but yeah, it got, it got moved back eight days. Um, to... You never played. Yeah, I was talking to a Wednesday yeah. fan at work actually about this, and you were. He was saying, "I oh, when's your next game?" I goes, "Not for another three weeks." He's like, "Why?" I goes, "Honestly, you never play." God knows what it feels like to be like a team who, are, you know, like a Wolves or something who are doing all right. You know, you play like two games a month. We've got on that before, but yeah, you just never play in the Premier League. A team feels. that's never in your, like Palace, for example, a team that's yeah. never in your, they only play like, what, maybe 41 games a season in all competitions. Like, yeah. Yeah. They never really have a cut. I know they got to the final when Pardew did his little dance, but they don't really normally, they're not renowned for the cup runs neither, are they? So. Yeah, not as far as I know. Uh, right, mate, well, we've gone on for far too long here, so we, we will finish there. Um, Thanks very much. Appreciate it. Enjoy it. Really enjoyed that. And uh, yeah, I'll. Um, well, I won't see you soon because we're not going to match for ages, have we? But uh, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll speak to you soon, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, cheers, mate. Um, enjoy going through all that. There's a lot of work to do, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, there is. And uh, hopefully, someone behind the scenes, Betis Wilder, who knows? Is uh, is working away at that um, that list of out of contract players right now, um, and I will now leave you there, mate, and uh, go back to uh, go and start editing this podcast right now. So um, yeah, thanks very much, pal. I'll uh, I'll speak to you soon. Yeah, thanks a lot, mate. Cheers. Mm-hmm.